Nonprofit organizations everywhere are always looking for new ideas and new ways to make money. Hi, everyone. I'm Danny Hooper, one of the hosts of Events with Benefits, a podcast designed to help nonprofit organizations raise more money and at the same time achieve greater success at their fundraising events. Now, just before we get into today's podcast, if you are a fan of this podcast, we'd love it if you would go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. I don't mind being bold and asking for the five-star rating like we've said before. If you're going to take the time to go to iTunes to rate us, it's just as easy to click the star on the far right-hand side as the one on the far left-hand side. And really, it's important that you give us a five-star rating because that'll help other people find us out there and uh, in turn learn more about uh, event fundraising, which is changing almost day-to-day, getting uh, more competitive, getting more sophisticated. Um, Each episode of Events with Benefits is brought to you by uh, three uh, organizations, and we're going to start right now by saying hi to Ian Locke. Ian is the director of, or a uh, manager of fundraising. No, nope. it uh, Vice president. Okay, almost had it. You're everything to me. There you go. Vice president of fundraising and marketing at Winspire. Well, Denny, you're everything to me too, so <laughs> always love having you. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Danny, who you just heard. He's a professional benefit auctioneer up in Canada and actually just recently licensed here uh, Yes, I got United my States. visa. I can now work in the U.S., yeah. so I'm really excited about that. We've had a lot of people calling to get me down here to, to do their auctions and haven't been able to. I don't dare, haven't dared take right. a chance really too much. Right. Well, hopefully we'll see you down <laughs> here. Now we got events. a visa. We're good. Right. Awesome. Well, if you're interested in uh, learning more uh, about Danny's services, definitely check out uh, his website at dannyhooper.com. Uh, he also has his best-selling book on there, which you can also find on Amazon. It's called Easy Money, How to Generate Record Profits at Your Next Fundraising Auction Event. So definitely check that out. A very proud sponsor. All right. Another one of our big sponsors is Winspire. So Ian, you might as well step All back, right. I'll back just, into I'll, it here I'll, and tell I'll us just tell you, about Winspire. Tell you a little bit more about Winspire. So uh, I'm sure some of you, if, if you've listened to a podcast, you've heard us talk about it. But what we do is travel packages for the live and silent auction and raffle prizes. Um, raffle, for example, you can do a winner's choice raffle. Um, because our experiences are all no risk, there's no upfront cost to use any of our experiences in your event. You can have three or four prizes for your raffle and then let the winner choose which experience they want to go on. So it's a, a kind of a unique way to do it, but you can also use it in a live and silent auction. We are a full service travel agency, so uh, we take great care of your winning bidders. That's one of the things that we pride ourselves on. You can go see reviews from nonprofits and winning bidders alike on our website at winspiremead.com and you can check out our new risk experiences. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, the third co-sponsor of Events with Benefits is our good friend Renee Zhao from Donation Match. Renee, maybe you can tell us a bit about what your company does. Hi, sure. It's always great to be here. So DonationMatch.com is a one-stop shop for in-kind donations for your charity events. So whether it's something you need for silent auction, raffle, or even gift bag inserts, uh, you can go ahead and apply for free, qualify for any of the companies that are using our site to streamline their donation request processes and see what you can qualify for and request in just one click. All right, we're going to get started with today's podcast. And uh, the guest on today's episode is a personal friend of mine from uh, back home in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. His name is Guy Mercereau, and he is the uh, president slash senior VP. He's getting ready to retire here from a, a pretty major company called Valen. And uh, they're in the safety supply business. But um, what we wanted to talk to Guy about is that at a corporate level, uh, inside his company, he has just huge engagement with his staff at all of their locations 
organizations right across the country and also their branches down here in the U.S. when it comes to fundraising. He gets uh, all of the staff really uh, fired up and, and engaged with charities. We'll find out how they raise money at a corporate level, how they decide where that money goes. We're also going to learn how to uh, find money that is available to nonprofits out there through corporate golf tournaments. Not hosting your own tournament, but approaching other companies who have golf tournaments that end up with a little bit of surplus and how you can get them to support your organization. He's got some very cool ideas. Also talk to Guy at a macro level about the work he does as a philanthropist, both personally and corporately in the larger community and specifically a major event uh, every year that I'm involved in as the auctioneer. It's called the Cross Cancer Institute Charity Classic. Very successful event. Uh, we did it just uh, last week and it raised over a million dollars in a single day. We'll find out how he does that. So let's get started right now and say hi to Guy Mercer. Well, I'm excited on this episode of Events with Benefits to be talking to a personal friend from Edmonton, Alberta, which is my stomping grounds up in Canada. And this gentleman happens to be the senior senior vice president with a company called Valen Canada uh, down in the States. They're uh, known as Valen Distribution, Inc. I think I've got that right. Guy Mercero, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. Guy, I wanted to get you on the on uh, our podcast as a guest because I've known you for many years. You are a very active uh, philanthropist, both personally and, uh, and corporately, uh, in our market up there in Edmonton. I've worked with you for a number of years at a major event that you've been co-chairing for, for a number of years, and that's the big golf tournament for our Cross Cancer Institute. As a matter of fact, just last week, uh, we wrapped up uh, this year's uh, edition of the golf tournament and you guys raised just over a million dollars in that single night that was pretty remarkable yeah it was pretty special and we've been blessed to have uh, a couple of million dollar years i think we've averaged that the last few years which uh, seems to go against the economy and whatever it's just the nature of of uh, edmonton as a community and the importance of the cross as an institution and We'd like to think a little bit that we do a reasonable job of putting on an event that people want to be part of. Well, you sure do. And that's what we're going to drill down to here in a few minutes. Um, you know, one of the things that our listeners will not be aware of, uh, those outside of Canada, is just how hard-pressed our local economy has been here for the past few years since the uh, oil market uh, crashed and oil prices came tumbling down. Our economy is very much driven by the uh, energy sector. And we've seen a lot of the nonprofits uh, literally collapsing up in our marketplace and so the fact that your event year over year is still raising a million dollars is really remarkable so we'll come back to that but uh, let's talk first of all a bit about your business at work there at Valen and not so much what your company does um, for business but what your company does for uh, philanthropy and uh, and charity work in the community and I know you've got some remarkable initiatives that you've developed yourself and that you've got your employees involved in and let's just take a look at some of that. Uh, happy to do so. You know, Valens started out in Edmonton and it was a family-owned business for many years and the parent company that we belong to is a family-owned company. So um, our basic philosophy is safety first, uh, safety first, family matters. And as part of that, uh, we think we have an enormous responsibility to give back to the communities we live in. And so when I, uh, when I became president, one of the things we did is we took a look at we get a lot of uh, requests for support. We get a lot of requests for donations, a lot of requests for uh, silent auction items, things like that. So uh, I started off with the idea, which I brought from my former life, that I, I wanted things that were personal to to our employees that matter to them 
on an individual basis. So we made the basis for any charity work we do, any donations we give, that the individual who is one of our employees or a member of their family has what I would call sweat equity in it. They're involved and they're doing something. And that allows us to, you know, we have 400 plus employees. So that allows us to work through uh, people come forward and say, you know, I'm involved. This is what I'm doing. This is what matters to me. And we, we run a, a, a golf tournament every year that raises, depending on the year, somewhere between fifty and $80,000 um, that's supported by our, our supplier community. And we have our, our customers and ourselves together. And uh, 50% of that money is decided in advance by the president. So obviously for me, that's been uh, donated as a companion event for the cross cancer. And what we do for the rest uh, has been really exciting. In the Edmonton area, we have 220 of those 400 employees. So we invite our employees every year. So this letter will go out in about two weeks to nominate a, a nonprofit or a charity that matters to them to tell us why it matters to them. And, um, and then we have a committee that I don't sit on that grades all those and picks the, the, what they think are the most deserving five. And then all the employees vote through uh, SurveyMonkey. And that, that um, organization will get 50% of the money from the golf tournament. But we also run a number of events through the year. We have 50-50 draws. We auction off parking spots. We auction off a day with the president where I'm your slave for the day. That has been entertaining over the years. Um, that's cost me some money personally, <laughs> um, golf. I've had to go, um, uh, somebody keeps threatening hot yoga. If they ever win, I'm done. But, uh, <laughs> um, uh, so sometimes I've gone and taken a whole branch Our Winnipeg branch decided that I could take the whole branch out for dinner. That would be how they would take the reward. So, and all of that money adds up and that adds another six to $10,000 each year, uh, to that, uh, to that group. So over the years, uh, you know, we put considerable amount. And then the person who picks that charity, whose charity was picked, um, uh, brings a force into our golf tournament. They speak at our golf tournament. And inevitably, they create communications with other people that are in the audience, whether they're our customers or our suppliers, all of whom are there. And then that becomes an ongoing um, um, thread that carries on forever. So this year, uh, our associate charity was Windhouse, which is uh, women in need, and it's a, uh, a shelter, uh, a series of places where women and children can go uh, if they're in a family situation. It's tough for them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they'll get, uh, by the time the dust settles, they'll have $50,000 they wouldn't normally get. And next year, it'll be another charity. And uh, it's individuals in the organization that, that pick it out. So there's a, an enormous uh, empathy uh, for that. And then the four charities that don't get picked, we give them $500 each. So uh, there's something and we let the employee deliver the check. So that's really the thing that uh, I think we're quite proud of. And then we encourage all of our branches, because we have branches right across the country, to find what works for them and then report that back in here and we support it under the same principles. Very cool. Very, very interesting. What are some of the uh, some of the other charities you've supported over the years? You talked about Windhouse this past year. Yeah, it was Windhouse. Uh, the, uh, the first year was the Stollery Children's Hospital Neurosurgery Fund, which is a very specific piece uh, of the uh, Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton. Uh, the second year was the Alzheimer Association. Uh, third year was the Alberta Lung Association. We have one of our warehouse folks, uh, father, who's got uh, COPD and having great difficulty. And last year was YES, which is Youth Emergency Shelter. 
mm-hmm. which is an organization that looks after them. And then um, we've done a lot. We do a lot with United Way uh, as well. We're a big player at United Way, and we're a big player with uh, Corporate Challenge, which raises money, and their money gets put in different spots. What we like is is that um, so our Sudbury branch is quite famous for all the things we do for the mining and people that have been injured. And some of that ties to the work we do. We're in the safety business. Um, but pretty much every branch has some charity or some cause that they support, and we let the local management choose what to do uh, on those. And there's, there's a wide range. In, um, in Red Deer, it's all about the – they work with two unions for injured workers, and uh, that's a very close tie to the work. We're trying to prevent there being any, but mm-hmm. in the event that there are uh, quite often any, and so they, uh, they raise things for them. So. Uh, it's all over the place. Yeah, Guy, do you have any sense of how much your company has raised uh, nationwide, like just talking Canada right now, uh, over the past uh, years for these wide varieties of charities? Well, in the uh, well, the Edmonton one alone uh, is uh, something in the order of 400000 So I would suspect by the time we add all the others up, uh, we're probably at three quarters of a million or something that we've raised. Uh, and that's independent of donations we make because um, we do donate to things. So we're a big supporter for Team Rubicon, for example. We're a partner with them, if you're familiar with the organization. And uh, we donate a lot of material in kind. So that would probably almost double the number if we took the things that we donate. So, um, Danny, you'll be familiar with Little Warriors. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, and and if I recall, you had uh, the lovely and talented Diane Young on here once. Yes, and, Diane's uh, been on the on the podcast. Yeah. And so uh, Diane and I were on the board. I'm still on the board uh, of Little Warriors, and so there's been some money, but there's also been hundreds of thousands of dollars of donations from ourselves and our suppliers of things like the uh, all the gardening equipment they have, the roof material and so on and so forth. So there's a, a second area where we bring, um, we sell a lot of safety equipment and we sell a lot of tools and consumables. So those are very useful for a lot of the organizations and gifts in kind are um, a money, a dollar not spent on buying something you need is as good as a dollar raised. Mm-hmm. So part of what we try to do is, is support that as well. So that's, I know the budget for that's uh, 300,000 a year. I doubt we've ever kept within that. Yeah. So always over that. Years. Right. That, that would be a significant amount of money, I would think. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to shine a spotlight on what you're doing there at the corporate level, because I think this will be an inspiration for a lot of our listeners who are members of nonprofit organizations uh, in in the sense that, uh, you know, they can uh, approach people in their community and maybe share some of these uh, these initiatives that you're undertaking at a micro scale that uh, that in turn feed back into a larger initiative and a, a perfect case would be your golf tournament. You talked about uh, your golf tournament is is what you call a companion event to a much larger tournament in our market and that's the Cross Cancer uh, Golf Classic every year. So you talked about a companion event. Maybe you can just explain what a companion event is. This will, I, I think, spark a, a lot of interest. Yes, yeah, so it, it's quite innovative, and uh, I'd love to take credit for it, but uh, like so many things, I inherited it from some very smart people before. But what the Cross has done is we've got uh, uh, companies like ours uh, who have uh, – a number of companies have have events. Um, in our case, 
every foursome, for example, has a, a member of our company, one of our customers, one of our suppliers, and then the fourth is a, a double up of something. So it's got a business component to it. It's an opportunity to spend time and we reward employees and bring them in. And at the end, and we collect, we get sponsorship money and we have a, um, a silent auction and so on. And at the end, we have some money left and you try to find something good to do with it. The key is to find something meaningful. And I wouldn't suggest that, you know, forty or $50,000 is not meaningful, but if we can combine it with other groups and bring it together to, to make a real impact. And so uh, my theory around cancer, of course, was the we have zero degrees of separation from anybody I've ever met that doesn't know somebody who's got it. So because we got involved with that, we bring our, uh, this year was 34000 We bring our money together. Uh, one of the local restaurant groups here, Boston Pizza, brings their money from their tournament. And when you add that up, that represents three or $400,000 that we combine and put into the designated research project or equipment uh, project that the cross is doing, uh, which means that the cross has access to more money than they would have. And it simplifies the entire process. So on the night that we have our tournament uh, this year, there were six companion tournaments and they don't have to be golf tournaments. Um, some of them aren't, some of them are other things. We bring those together, they present the check, and then uh, I could tell you that the people in this building where I work, uh, when we published the two check presentations, our small one and then one great big one, uh, I see them posted up on a lot of people's uh, bulletin boards going, hey, we're part of that. Mm -hmm. And so we get to be part of something much more meaningful, and I can share with them the tremendous work that's being done at the Cross that they've helped with. Um, and a lot of companies have events and then don't know what to do with the money. And so what we've tried to do, what I've tried to do is provide a conduit, one that's consistent around the cross and then, um, and on again, often, but the, the concept of, of companion events and other people have paid attention are starting to think their way through that because it does help uh, bring a lot of, a lot of uh, revenue together in one spot. And then you can direct it to something really meaningful. Yeah, great idea. It's just a wonderful idea for nonprofits that are listening to our podcast to go out into their communities and, and find some of these golf tournaments that are generating revenues and have additional revenues to share and bring them in on the with this companion uh, concept because it is excellent. So uh, how would how would nonprofits, what would your suggestion be to nonprofits? Uh, how would you suggest they, they identify uh, where this money might be sitting out there in these these corporate golf tournaments. Is there a way to, to prospect for that? Absolutely. Uh, there's kind of two or three points. The first one is, is the people who are engaged in your own nonprofit. So some of these come like mine. I'm, a, I'm involved with the cross and, and I run a business that has an opportunity. So that one was pretty simple. Uh, but another one is go talk to the golf courses. Oh, yeah. Golf courses are putting on company tournaments all the time. So uh, the tournament that we run ours is a local one here called the Belvedere. So uh, I just sit down with the manager and say, who are all the ones coming in? And then you just go look on their website and see if they've dedicated the proceeds already. And a lot of them haven't, and they're searching for something good to do with their money. And then you reach out and say, I understand you have a tournament. We're wondering if, if maybe you consider supporting it. We'll come uh, talk to your folks. You'll feel better about it. We'll get the revenue, and we can put it together with other things we're doing. That, and that's how a lot of these uh, developed. Um, the golf courses, no, because they, uh, especially pri most of us are done on private courses, mm -hmm. which means the members for the day have given up the course. So somebody knows where the money's going or, right. if, or if there's no source. And um, it's surprising how often uh, in here we had company events and at the end of it, the president or somebody would say, what should we do with that money? Um, 
And so that's one way to go at it. And then look at uh, people who pay attention to uh, charity events at the various centers that hold them. Here we have the Shaw Conference Center. And so if you see that somebody's having an event, then they don't say where the money's going. And away you go. So we have one of our members, they're having an event to celebrate the 60th anniversary of their company. So we've tapped them on the shoulder. And any money left over after they get it done is going to get uh, tossed in with the cross uh, as a companion event. It was just simply seeing that a company was celebrating and, and making the call. Nice. Excellent. Uh, let's shift gears for a second here, Guy, and uh, we'll talk about the Cross Cancer Institute. Uh, it's been going for how many years now? This is Which, which annual was this? Uh, the 11th? This is 50. Uh, 50, 50 years? 1968. Yeah, absolutely. Where did I come up with 11? Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm doing three auctions a week. I got confused. <laughs> Are you talking about the tournament? Yeah, the tournament. The, yeah, no, the tournament. Uh, tournament? Uh, the cross cancer yeah. was 32, 30 years. 30, oh, that's right. Yeah. It was the 30th. So 30th anniversary. Okay. We're just going to edit that part out where I sound like an idiot. Um, so, Guy, we're just going to shift gears for a second here, and we just uh, wrapped up the 30th annual uh, golf tournament uh, charity classic for the uh, Cross Cancer Institute in our city, uh, which you're very, very involved as the co-chair and did a great job this year. So maybe let's just talk about some of the neat things that, that you folks do for this Cross Cancer Institute. The 30 years is incredible longevity for a uh, golf tournament. And how what do you attribute that to? Well, I think part of it is how it started. It started with uh, a chap named Glenn Anderson, who many... Uh, American folks may not know, but he was a, he's a Hall of Fame hockey player here in Edmonton with the Oilers during the years when we had Wayne Gretzky and, and that crowd, and they were winning Stanley Cups every other year. And so he and a number of his friends held a tournament and then donated the money to uh, to the cross, and it kind of started from there. And a number of major business owners stepped up during the start of it. So it started with some major local business leaders who got behind him and one year he decided that he would donate $1,000. One of his sponsors would donate $1,000 for every goal he scored, and he scored 61. So they backed the Brinks truck up with $61,000 cash and made a big production out of it. And that really got the attention of some very senior business leaders in town who said, boy, that's something we can get behind. And the cross at the time, uh, the government does a good job. Governments do a good job of funding. But when they do uh, things like research and clinical trials, uh, that's always hard to get uh, get funding for. The funding for equipment is easier than funding for clinical trials. But in order to make sure that the research can be uh, changed over into actual treatments, you have to have a trial. And those cost money uh, for the people, the drugs, the equipment, so on and so forth. And so they started uh, an organization called Alberta Cancer Foundation to direct revenue that was donated to cancer to make sure that it did use. And through that, uh, over the years, we've funded research into prostate cancer. We're currently funding research into colorectal cancer with nanotechnology that is off the charts cool. And we're one of the top four centers in North America for clinical research. So that gives you a cachet for what you're doing at the back end that uh, people want to be associated with. And we have great stories to tell. And what's interesting for me, um, I started playing in it maybe 12 years ago to another fellow who's on the board. We have people who've been on this committee 26 years, 22 years. We have companies that have sponsored for 25 years, 28 years, some right from the beginning. And we try to make the day a great experience so they want to come back. And there's a business component because you get to meet other business leaders, like-minded folks. And, you know, it's a, 
an opportunity to rub shoulders with folks that you wouldn't get to meet in the ordinary course of your day who are um, who are doing good things and you have a common cause. So that helps keep it going. And then probably the biggest thing is that the committee of 14 um, people come and go a little bit, but not much, but they have a huge amount of energy and stay on it all year and, and just keep it going. So, you know, it was... Uh, just over a week ago, and we're already having meetings around how to make it even better next year. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of enthusiasm. So, where do we generate the revenue then during the day for the actual golf tournament? Let's talk with the uh, with the player fees. What does it cost to enter this tournament? Uh, this is a pretty significant tournament. It's three thousand dollars to uh, show up and play. I don't think there's a lot of tournaments around that charge that much. No, is that per uh, team or per come, in, per no, person? No, per individual. Per individual, three thousand to be there. Wow. Uh, and um, but we have a vast range of sponsorship opportunities to bring it. So if you run a companion event, such as I do, um, my company does, then you get two spots. If you run, if you're a platinum sponsor, which my company is, we sponsor the bag takes for ten thousand dollars, you get some spots. So you can, you know, there's a give and take. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a name sponsor, uh, in this case, uh, MTE Logistics. And they they put in fifty thousand dollars as the name sponsor, and they get each spot. So there's various spots get filled that way. Okay. And people buy them and bring. So I've had guys come in with me, Danny, that have been in it with me for ten years, mm-hmm. and they can't wait to go. It's it's a uh, you know, they put it in their calendar every year to come. Mm-hmm. And so we get, you know, we have one hundred and forty four golfers at three thousand dollars roughly each. Uh, so that's part of the money, and then we have uh, whole sponsors. And uh, we have sponsors for pretty much everything that goes on there. And some pretty hefty numbers that people put in yeah. uh, to, to sponsor the whole, to give away things. And, we, and then we have an auction, which I think you know lots about, mm-hmm. and a silent auction. And we raise a considerable amount of money. And then um, and we make the day fun. And then at the end, uh, and then we have a cash call for things we need. And uh, yeah, that was a big number. It was. And let's talk about the cash call because there aren't a lot of golf tournaments that, uh, you know, even if they're having a, an auction, if they have a silent and live auction component, aren't doing the cash call now. Up in our market, we call it, we, we try and stay away from cash call because that that's got a bad connotation if you're a business person. <laughs> that means the company's losing money and you've got to throw some extra money <laughs> in. So we call it a cash appeal or a fund a need or fund an item. And it just seems to work incredibly well at your golf tournament, Guy. And maybe you can just explain why that is and why we see well, the level of-, of support that, that we see there. Well, one of the things we've done is we've tried to uh, make it a very practical uh, item. So, you know, one year we're trying to buy a $120,000 very specific camera that allows them to see what goes on inside a cell. And we have the person who's going to use it come up and tell everybody, this is what it's going to do. And then we ask, you know, so it's $120,000. There's not often somebody's ready to write that check. Although, as you recall, one year somebody did. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally what happens is somebody says, well, you know, I'm good for $5,000 and you do a fabulous job of drawing that out. And then and then we have a range of items. So we have things that cost a lot and things that cost a little. So one of the things that cancer treatments have to do is sit there when they're getting chemo for a long period of time. So we wanted to provide them with iPads, which is by the time the dust settles $1,000. So we put a hand up and everybody uh, in fact i put my hand up and turned around my wife had her hand up i said no no we're just buying one yeah um, <laughs> and uh, so you have to watch yeah. but what happens is is um uh, is people feel that's something they contribute they can say you know i bought that ipad and then 
were very good afterwards at sending out pictures of what they bought. And for people who want to go to the cross afterwards and see the equipment they bought, we make that happen. And the guys on the committee and the uh, cross cancer folks and the Alberta Cancer Foundation, we work together to make sure that the people who put in can come and see what it was you did and why your, why your, uh, why your contribution makes a difference. And, um, and people get excited about it. And it's something not everybody wants to bid on a trip. Not everybody wants to buy certain things to sign an auction, but, and, um, and, People, but people do want to contribute, and this is a way that we can say, you know, if, if you can put in this much money, we can have that piece of equipment. Here's what it will do for us. Mm-hmm. Here's what it will do to make somebody's life longer or better or easier. And, you know, this community, more than uh, almost anywhere I've ever met, is incredible. When you can show them there's a need, they'll step up. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I definitely want to uh, touch on is, and this will be of value, we get a lot of, I know other uh, benefit auctioneers listen to this podcast, a lot of, a wide variety of nonprofit organizations, but we've seen a few home runs over the past years where we've started by asking for exorbitant amounts of money uh, as a single donation. When you're doing that cash appeal or that fund and need, you know, we get a little bold at the cross cancer tournament. And you already highlighted a couple of years ago, we needed 120000 for a piece of equipment. And so, you know, I just jokingly said, do we have anybody will sponsor the entire thing? And, and in fact, one of the people at the event put his hand up. Uh, this year we started high at $80,000 and uh, there was somebody that put their hand up. So I, I guess the point I'm trying to underscore here is, is don't be shy. Uh, be bold and, and make sure that your auctioneer is asking for those larger amounts because you can never underestimate, A, how much money is in the audience and, and B, uh, who is going to be willing to support at a major level like that. So... Yeah, it seems to work really well at your tournament. It does. And um, I, I would be honest, uh, Dustin, honest if I said that I was skeptical when I went to my first one. I said, geez. And I looked around the room and, uh, and there's not everybody there is capable of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can feel, you get to feel part of it. And as the numbers come down, it gets uh, to a number. But every year, there's one or two that step up in a big way. Yeah. So and you- not always the same people. And you never know who's going to be motivated in part by the guests we bring, and in part by the stories we tell, and in part by the auctioneer's skill at telling the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of all that, somebody goes, that's something I believe in. Yeah. And the particular piece of equipment uh, that was up for grabs meant something very important to the individual who stepped up and, and said, I'll just buy that. And, and um, we've heard from him after he was thrilled that he was able to do that. Wow, that's great. Well, Guy Mercero, it's been a pleasure talking with you here today. We wanted to get you on uh, on events with benefits here just to take a look, as I said earlier, at a micro level, what you're doing at, at inside your company and getting all of your employees engaged in supporting so many great causes in the community and also what you do as a company on a larger scale and personally as your role co-chairing one of the most successful golf tournaments, tournaments that we have in Canada, period, raises a ton of money and has been doing so for 30 years. So thank Thanks for sharing some of your insights and being so transparent with us here today. It's been great talking to you. You're most welcome. Thank you for the opportunity and good luck to everyone uh, in their own uh, efforts. It's, uh, it makes the world go round. Thank you so much, Guy. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks for listening to the show this week. For show notes, special offers, or to listen to previous episodes, you can visit us at eventswithbenefits.com. Please also consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. And if you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and write us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at hosts at eventswithbenefits.com. We'll see you next time.